Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician, Dr. Robert Jackson. Papa, can you tell me a story? Do you really want me to tell you a story? (laughs) Well, you go get your brother and your sisters and I will tell you a story. Welcome to More Than Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Jackson, bringing you biblical insights from the written word, which reveals to us the living word, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, who himself is the great physician. Today, I am bringing to you a story from the Old Testament, which is one of my favorite stories, which tells us about an incident in the life of Moses and the children of Israel. The story is from Numbers chapter 11, verse 23. And the scripture goes like this. The Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord's power limited? Now you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. Well, the context is this. The children of Israel have been in the the desert, in the wilderness now for about a year, maybe a little longer. The folks have started to grumble because they're not content with the food that they have. Some of the folks have become greedy, is what the Scripture says, and they start to grumble against Moses. Now, you and I realize that when they grumble against Moses, they're really grumbling against the Lord God Almighty, whom Moses represents. So Moses immediately goes to God and falls down on his face, and begins to let God know, as if God doesn't already know, that the folks are discontented. And Moses says, The people among whom I serve are 600,000 on foot. And God says, Well, look, I'll give them meat, and I'll give them meat tomorrow. Well, Moses is incredulous. He can't even begin to wrap his mind around that promise. He can't begin to understand how God is going to give them meat. They have a few flocks and a few goats and sheep and a few cattle that they've brought with them, but they don't have enough to feed this many people. There's 600,000 men with their wives and their children. If you add that all up, there's between two and three million people that poor little old Moses has been leading into the wilderness. Now, if you think about that, I live in the state of South Carolina. Until just 10 years ago, the whole state of South Carolina didn't have 3 million people. And yet Moses led 3 million people out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, and into the wilderness. And now those folks are complaining that they don't have enough meat to eat. And they've said to Moses, we want to go back to Egypt where there was plenty to eat. We had fish to eat from the Nile River. We had leeks and onions and garlic and melons. Now, they failed to recall that they were slaves in the land of Egypt. But their contention was that even though we were slaves, Pharaoh provided for us better than this God of yours. Now stop there for a few moments, and I want to go backwards a little bit. 
When I was in Haiti on a short-term mission trip, every one of the little tap-taps, now tap-taps like a, like a taxi, every one of the little tap-taps had painted on the side a hand with an eye in the middle of the palm. Now, whatever in the world did that stand for? Well, the missionary told me that the eye in the palm of the hand was there to ward off the evil eye. You see, the folks in Haiti were convinced that there were people there who had the ability to cast the evil eye on them just by looking at them. There were folks there who had demonic powers, powers from evil spirits, and they had the ability to cast a spell, to just look at them, and just by looking them in the eye, they could cast a demonic spell on them. So on the side of buildings, on the side of these tap-taps, these little taxis, you would see a human hand with an eye painted in the palm of the hand. And it was felt that that was sufficient to ward off the evil eye. Well, years prior, I spent three months in the Middle East, in the Gaza Strip, working at a Baptist hospital when I was in medical school. And guess what I saw there? (laughs) The very same thing. There were places where you would see an eye painted in the middle of the palm of a hand. And I learned there that the very same belief was rampant. That that painting of an eye in the palm of a hand was sufficient to ward off the evil eye. There were folks there who also believed that there were people who could cast an evil spell simply by looking at you. And there were people there who lived in the fear that someone would cast upon them an evil spell. I spoke to the missionary in Haiti, and he told me that Christians, even after they began to walk in faith, would often go back to the witch doctor when they became sick, or when a family member became sick, and they would make a contribution or a small sacrifice to the witch doctor. And I asked him, I said, why would they do that? And he says they walk on both sides of the street because they're not convinced that God's power is sufficient. Now let me say that to you again. He told me that the baby Christians there would walk on both sides of the street and would visit the witch doctor because they were not convinced that God's power was sufficient to bring healing to themselves or their family member when they were sick. Now, what was the question that God asked Moses? Do you remember? God looked at Moses and said, Is the Lord's power limited? In other words, he was asking Moses, is anything too difficult for me? Is it too hard for me to feed three million people? Now Moses was scratching his head, and he was pondering that question. And God's response to the question, when he asked Moses, 
Is anything too difficult for me? Well, while Moses was sitting there scratching his head, God said, Now you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. (laughs) Moses was scratching his head and God said, You just wait, big boy. Now you're going to see whether my word will come true for you or not. Because you see, God had already told Moses that he was going to bring meat sufficient to feed all three million people. And Moses had questioned that. He said, how are you going to feed all these people? There's 600,000 men on the foot. And the next day, the very next day, God brought quail. All that night, a strong wind blew, and the next day, quail came. And there were so many quail that it required two days for them to gather all the quail and spread them out on the face of the earth for them to gather for all of their families. God provided meat for 600,000 men and their wives and their children. Now, let me ask you a question. Was that hard for God? Listen, if there is a sovereign God in heaven who sits on his throne, who rules over the heavens and the earth, that was not hard for him. All he had to do was think the thought. All he had to do was speak the word. All he had to do was snap his fingers and the wind would blow all night and the quail would show up the next day. That was not hard for God. Does it prove that His Word will come true? Sure it does. Does it demonstrate His power? Sure it did. Now just go back a year prior to that, when Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he didn't want to let the children of Israel leave from Egypt land. God had sent Moses down to Egypt to tell Pharaoh to let the people go. And Pharaoh was not willing to comply. And in fact, God had told Moses in advance that Pharaoh was not going to let the people go. God told Moses in advance that Pharaoh was going to harden his heart. And then in Exodus chapter 9 and verse 16, God spoke to Moses and he said, For this reason, I have a... Well, he's, he's, he's actually talking to, to Pharaoh through Moses. He says... But if, if I by now I had put forth my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, you would then have been cut off from the earth. But indeed, for this reason, I have allowed you to remain in order to show you what? My power. You see, God allowed Pharaoh and all of the land of Egypt to remain simply in order to demonstrate to them and to the Hebrews, His power. And in order to proclaim My name through all the earth. It wasn't just in Egypt that God's power was made manifest. All the surrounding nations knew exactly what was happening in Egypt. And they understood clearly that it was the God of Moses that was bringing these plagues on Egypt land. God did this in order to demonstrate His power. 
It was a power contest between God and the false deities of Egypt. Every single pagan deity of Egypt was humiliated by these ten plagues. You see, the Egyptians worshipped the Nile River, and the Nile River was turned into blood. They worshipped frogs for some reason that's beyond me, and the entire land was flooded with frogs until Pharaoh begged Moses to ask God to get rid of the frogs. They worshipped the sun and the moon and the stars, and God turned the entire land into total darkness so thick that the people gnawed their tongues in fear in the darkness. They worshipped fertility deities, and God sent insects and locusts and hail that destroyed all of their crops and their livestock and made a mockery of their fertility gods. They worshipped their firstborn, and God sent the death angel that killed the firstborn throughout the entire land, and it made a mockery of every single deity in the land of Egypt. It was a power contest between the living God, the true and living God, and the false deities of Egypt. So let me ask you, listener, what issue faces you? Is it is it a, a financial issue? Is it a family issue? Is it anxiety or depression? Is it an addiction issue? What, what issue faces you? You see, the Bible says in Isaiah, God speaks and He says, Don't be afraid. Don't look anxiously about you. For I am your God. And He says, I will take care of you and I will uplift you with my righteous right arm. And what He's saying to you is that my power is sufficient for you. He's asking you the question, is my power limited? Is there anything that's too difficult for me? Is your addiction problem too difficult for God? Is your family issue too hard for God? Is your financial problem too big for our God, the ruler of the heavens and the earth? Is your anxiety and depression so deep, so overwhelming that God cannot handle it? Just look backwards, please. Look at how God delivered three million people from bondage to Pharaoh, the most powerful army the most powerful kingdom on the face of the earth at that time and decimated not just their entire economy and humiliated all of their deities, but also destroyed their army in the depths of the Red Sea. Look backwards and see how God enabled these people to invade Canaan, the promised land, and destroyed all of the kingdoms that were there. Look back and see how David with a few stones, killed Goliath and chopped off his head in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Just look back at Daniel, who was cast in the lion's den because he refused to obey the king's edict, and God delivered him from the mouth of the lion. 
and just look at the disciples, how they went out into all the world preaching the good news of the gospel and God cared for them and he honored their testimony and allowed them to institute the church of the living God, which then spread from Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. And the church of the living God has spread into almost every nation and every ethnic group on planet earth. Just look back, brothers and sisters, and see how great God's power is. And then ask yourself, is God's power limited? Is there anything that's too difficult for God? You see, it's an amazing thing when God's mercy meets human misery. It's an amazing thing when God's power meets human problems. It's an amazing thing when God's love meets human loss. There is power in the name of the Lord. We sing that song in church. The question is, do you really believe it? Do you believe that there is power in the name of the Lord? And blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. God asked Moses, is my power limited? He said, stand by and you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. Let me challenge you. Stand by and see the deliverance of the Lord. Thank you for listening to this edition of More Than Medicine. For more information about the Jackson Family Ministry, Dr. Jackson's books, or to schedule a speaking engagement, go to their Facebook page, Instagram, or their webpage at jacksonfamilyministry.com. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Production at bobsloan.com.